welcome to Wandering Adventures. I'm your host, the Wandering Witch, with my fairy god sister. Fairy god, I can't talk. I'm I'm barely even a half a Halloween cup of coffee in. Fairy god sister Alexa from Wands and Wishes. Hey. What's going on? Oh well, apparently I'm muting myself to start the podcast today instead of hitting record. So we're gonna have that start. That it's a great way to start. We're just gonna start off with silence. Crickets. No one's gonna hear anything. <laughs> That's not it. even not even not even it's just silence just straight up terrifying well, now i've got jets silence. flying over so that could have been muted <laughs> well, fair. you know what is going to be silent from now on though well maybe not for you now. know for the next yeah time. in fact i was going to pull up the uh, entertainment schedule for that and it's really sad well, so we're too. talking about the Maleficent Dragon currently at Disneyland. For all that are listening, Miss Murphy has burned up. <laughs> if you have not seen on Major Disney News, uh, Murphy the Dragon from the Fantasmic Show at Disneyland caught fire this weekend. And if you haven't seen the video, let me explain for those that have seen Fantasmic. And I don't know if World's Fantasmic is, I know it's a different kind of show, but it's not like the same show as ours. So for those that have been to land, um, I really wish we had video for you guys so you could see my theatrics. Um, when Mickey is down on the stage and he's like fighting the dragon and everything and he goes, oh no, this is my dream. And he flings his little fingers at the dragon and you know, like the sparks are supposed to come out. Right as that scene happened is when the head went caught into flames. So it was kind of like Mickey burned out the dragon, but it's really funny. Well, I mean, for what it's worth, he did what he was supposed yeah, to do. He, he did defeat the dragon. Head, so that's what's that important. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so my husband and I were sitting there, Kevin, we're sitting there going through the store. We're talking about it. And he's like, it's my favorite part, though, because he goes, oh, no, this is my dream. Yes. Ashley's back with her invitations. Ooh. So I, that's a pretty good I love doing invitations and it, like I don't just like oh this character I can do it it's just like random characters maybe you should go find work as like a hey Disney if you're listening person. I'm looking for work <laughs> hmm. yeah. listen I will quit my job move to California if I'm, I get that job okay, I'm trying to pull up the coast to coast um, and just just to clarify for all those who are listening we're talking about Disneyland in California. Yes, Disneyland had the accident this weekend. I am trying to pull up the Fantasmic show on the website because apparently it's already back on the um, like calendar for events as of Friday this week. But the question That's is, good. how the heck are you going to do that without Murphy? You know? Murphy is like a huge scene. Like, okay, so for those that haven't been out to Tom Sawyer's Island, um, and I have a picture of this that I we will kind of like, I'll make like a, a video to kind of go through things uh, for you guys to see. Out on Tom Sawyer's Island, when you're looking at the house, they have the big flat space that the dragon's on and where Mickey comes out and like the snake from uh, Jungle Book and everything comes down and through and all that. That whole ground like drops down into the ground. Like, it's like an elevator looking thing or like the doors fold flat. There's something because I went out onto it this last trip because I'd never been out there. And I was like, dude, this is kind of really nifty to see because you never see that backside of 
like a backlog studio, I guess you want to say. Here we go. Things to do. So it's really okay. neat to go and, you know, oh, charge you um go out and see i honestly had never did it and then like if you look at pictures for um what the fire that just happened you can tell that the building shows no scolding no burn marks no nothing on it and that's because that building excuse me is a concrete building that has been painted to look like a full house so that would make oh i mean like oh you got to touch up some paint on concrete that's really not hard versus like whole wood replacement the whole island you know what i mean like yeah i'm sure the island is down for right now but how it's not gonna be too long before it comes back up because that they could just rope off that area to going up to the house itself um let's see i'm yeah it that's it's pretty... really cool See, let's see. Okay, so I've got the calendar up and it shows nothing for today, tomorrow, or Thursday, but the first show back is Friday at 9 p.m. and again at 10.30. So there you go. I wonder if they have, they probably have a backup dragon, or something, realistically, right? Or, like, I mean, it's Disney. They could be like, snap my finger, give me an inflatable. <laughs> you know, to like fill in the time. Yeah. But I mean, then again, it is Disney. They have backups of everything. Of I course mean, they the do Tron because ride. they're, regardless of what I think, they are but a I mean, well-run company. Look at the Tron ride. <laughs> they wouldn't like, be the successful if they weren't. In Hong Kong, right? Tokyo. Hong Kong. Um, and then now it's in World, but when it got ordered for World, they ordered two of everything. So the question so has smart. always been, did they order two for just World? So they have backups? Or was that second one coming to land? Who knows? I mean, realistically, Just backups, probably... pieces, and stuff like that. And I get it. But it would be exciting. Now, it in other be. news, okay. as of last... Um, as of the 24th, I want to say, we were told that three rides in... Fantasyland are actually going to go down for reherb. Reherb. Oh my goodness, we're reherbing. <laughs> and again, just to clarify, this is just just to clarify. Yes, we're talking Disneyland, all of Disneyland, Disneyland right now. Actually, all of today is Disneyland. Today is Disneyland. All of today. Fun and events. But yeah, so Disneyland, we've got three fantasy rides going down for refurbishment on June fifth, and those are going to be Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, and Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. But on June 2nd, I know it's kind of like a couple days before these go down, the Matterhorn is actually going to come back up from being down for refurbishment. So that'll kind of help alleviate some of that congestion in Fantasyland and whatnot. Um, the Food and Wine Fest actually concluded on April 25th, which is sad. But that mm. means summertime's coming means they're gonna kind of switch up some menus and get some summer festival fun i mean there's no festivals in the summertime but summer foods and whatnot will be coming back and then with the food and wine closing um soaring over california has now switched back to soaring over the world effective april 26th which is sad because i feel like it needs to be around for more than just a month like i get soaring over the world and stuff like that it, and it's a fun thing but like at California Adventure, it should be soaring over Californian. 
Yeah. Isn't that how it started? The ride itself was originally Soarin' Over California, and then they shifted it to Soarin' Over the World or World or whatever. But then when they did that, they shifted it for both parks. Because you guys have it at World. Yes. So... Yes, so we yeah, do. they switched I love it, it to shift to, for both parks to be the same. And I'm like, I get it. It's fun. But it's really exciting because when they do Soaring Over California, they go through like the orange groves that we have, the snowy mountains of like Tahoe. Um, what else? Do I, I can't even remember. Like the beaches with humpback whales, where everybody goes to whale watch, that kind of stuff. Um, and then at the Aww. end, you get the fun feature of as you're coming into land, like a the soaring over the world you come in over disney world or whatever like that at disneyland you come in over disneyland as the castle at the bottom i don't know what it is at world we it's um, okay so see into epcot okay see and it's i think epcot. our world ends coming into magic kingdom maybe i don't know i haven't wrote it well like magic kingdom magic no magic kingdom, kingdom magic like kingdom disneyland because it just... used to be disneyland you used oh. to come right in over LA so and like, if you know LA, you're like, oh, I know you and I know what that is. And I know what that is. Here's the castle. I don't remember. I Interesting. Yeah. For us, it comes, the ride is at Epcot. So it comes in through Epcot at night and you have the fireworks going off over the, yeah. um, the Epcot ball, which is spaceship earth to form huh. like the Mickey head. Yeah. See, like we've got. It's really cute. I don't, I'm going to have to ride this. Who knows? I might be there in a week and a half. So as long as I can get a reservation, ta-da! you know, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I have the Inspire Magic Key, the most, you know, top rated key for Disneyland. And I can't even get a park reservation right now. That is some, some BS, man. I just want to go to the park the day before my birthday. Now she wants to go Aww. to Disney. Well, yes. hopefully someone yeah, will drop so and you'll be able to get in. We go to Disneyland. We have Bat's Day. And if you've never been to Bat's Day, it's going to be a grand old time. It's golf day at the park, May 7th. All kinds of events, picture ops, get scream, scream prizes. There's all kinds of fun with it. So. And for those of you who've never heard of this, <laughs> the first time I heard about this was like five minutes before Even though I've been on like this rampage for a few days now. And she's just like, yeah, Ash is going crazy again. But, like, but you know what's cool about bats? What? It dives us in. They look like little winged puppies. But you know what else is cool about bats? That means Oogie Boogie's coming. What? Oogie Boogie Bash was announced. We don't have dates yet. We were told more details will come out closer to summer. But bat spring Oogie, and I'm so excited because Halloween is amazing in the parks. And of course. And speaking of Halloween, we're going to take oh, a quick a jump chunk. to World because Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party was also announced. Uh, tickets for that go on sale for Disney Resort guests and those staying at um, the Swan, Swan Reserve, the Dolphin, and Shades of Green on April 27th. And for all of their guests staying off-site or who happen to just be cool enough to live in the Orlando area and don't need to come down to visit, um, we'll, they'll go yeah. on sale May 2nd. And I know people are already reaching out Yay. to agents left and right going, hey, add me, hey, add me. Because I know my waiting list has yep. kind of grown in the past few days. I'm sure yours has. As soon as we got that information, Absolutely it went has. fire quick. 
absolutely because everyone wants to go because these parties just add like a whole it's nother totally. dimension to the magic of disney like the boo to you parade at mickey's not so scary halloween party is my absolute favorite right. parade so oh, i love halloween i get so excited so i'm like christmas is my favorite holiday don't get me wrong but the older i get I like Christmas because I like to decorate for Christmas. I don't like the stress of Christmas. No. I love snowmen, so there's that. But give me a spooky snowman and I'm game. <laughs> like, have you ever seen the candle of the Jack <laughs> where he melts and he's like the snowman and then the inside is his skeleton? I love that. Yes. I was gonna say, so Nightmare Before totally Christmas is totally your jam. Um, it's I literally have Lock, your two favorite barrel as a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Last year, so um, we do okay. Hanukkah and Christmas, and we pick okay. one wrapping yeah, paper we... for each person. So all of their presents get wrapped with Everybody's... that one paper, so like you know, all yeah. those presents are yours. Yep. So last year, so like this past December, Nate was really, really into Nightmare Before Christmas. So I got him Jack Skellington paper and all of his presents for the Christmas and Hanukkah holidays hey, were wrapped in you Jack know, Skellington I paper. I have no qualms against that. We we did that for the longest time. We let the boys go and pick their wrapping papers when they got younger. And I mean, now I've got a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old. Well, 10-year-old in a couple months. They're just like, do whatever you want, mom. So now I'm kind of like in that adult phase where I'm like, oh, I want my tree to be pretty with everybody having the same wrapping paper or or like wrapping papers that will like <laughs> go together. So this year we're a big black and red color family. So Buffalo Ooh, Plaid yep. has been Buffalo my colors Plaid. for quite a while. But this year I found like the brown butcher paper as wrapping paper and it had like very faint snowflakes on it or deer. And, 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 oh, and so I've it was just like that. real subtle, but still like, oh, that's a really pretty wrapping paper under that tree. So my tree was that this year. Yeah. And then when, of course, Christmas was over, you go Christmas shopping at 50% off, you stock up. So I found even other ones that I hadn't had. So yep. of course, my wrapping paper bin under my bed is full. My husband's like, why? And I'm like, they were on sale. Sorry. Yep, I okay. get the same thing. Let's dive into all things Disneyland before we overwhelm ourselves with Christmas and Halloween talk. Because I know we could talk holidays <laughs> all day. See? Halfway to Halloween. Even with halfway to Halloween, I'm like already. See? Same spectral. Bats day. <laughs> We're right around halfway to Halloween. In fact, I'm going to send you a nail design that I found that I sent Kevin. They're creepy as oh my heck, God. dude. Like all the get out. They look like a dead person's fingernails. Like when they've like when they've been just Send like me. rotting. Oh my god. It's amazing. Kevin was like, dude, I don't know about these. And I was like, I'm obsessed. I want to look dead. You're like, you may not I'm know like, about I these, wanna but look I know dead. About He's these. like, you're insane. <laughs> okay, let's see. Oh, here we go. I'm copying yeah, it right now. Definitely send that to me. Because you know me, I have a squirrel brain. If I don't do it right now, I will be gone. Okay, set. Okay, we're diving into Disneyland. Awesome. Oh, now, this is going to be kind of like your Disney World fan guide to land if you've never been here. So we're gonna we're gonna focus on a lot of the differences that World doesn't or that Land has that World doesn't. Um, but this will also help those of you who've never been to Land experiencing things too, because there's a lot of like facts along the way that help anybody going to Disneyland for any type of trip. So we're going to start with Disneyland. It is the original theme park. 
Um, it's the only one that, the only completed Disney park that Walt actually ever stepped foot into. He never made it to Walt Disney World. That was still a thought process of being built. He, yes. Yeah. It was not um, fully complete. And with that, he had a plane that he would fly back and forth from um, Burbank to World with. And I actually have a photo standing in front of it. I got to witness, see it last year after it was refurbished and they brought it out to D23. That was holy crap. Like we were so worried. I We only thought that you would be able to experience it if you were in a panel. They had it so everyone could go in and see it. And if you got in line, you got to have a special photo taken with it. Oh my gosh. So it's like the plane is behind me and I'm in front of it. And then it's like a, like a bird's eye view down on the plane and everything. And I'm just like, Hey, I'm so cute. <laughs> so it's the That's only completed cool. park. Like I said, that Walt ever got to step in foot and it's a happy place filled with nostalgia. Everybody knows that everybody knows that he, felt so strongly about this park and that's why um we still celebrate all the disney stories they keep the park fresh with unexpected surprises and they still have the lamp on above the firehouse um, in walt's actual apartment that he would stay in when he was working late at the park um and whatnot so it's a really cool tribute to see him every time I actually go to the park and I'm not the only one. There's actually a lot of people that go into the firehouse. And when you go into the firehouse in the back left corner, there is the fire pole that used to come down from the apartment to the fire station. But they had to seal it off because too many people were trying to do it. Um, but as you go in, you've got the fire pole in the back corner and then at the front corner, right as like you're getting ready to come back out of the firehouse, there's a little bell you can ring. And everybody at the end of the night goes in and rings it and says goodnight to Walt. So it's just a kind of a fun tradition that I've, I mean, I do it when I'm there, especially most of the time it's solo trips because the rest of the family is like, you're just a crazy person that's obsessed with Disney. But so if I'm on a solo trip, I, you know, make sure I go in, say goodnight to Walt, have a good evening, you know, thank you again for, you know, bringing this happy place for us because it's the happiest place on earth. It's so exciting. That's so I, I know. sweet. You're like looking at me like, oh. Like I can see you just like, I never knew that. That's so, so sweet. I can <laughs> totally so see you right now. It's so great. So it's something fun. And it's cool because it's, you know, it was old Orange Groves before it was the park. That whole area of LA was all Orange Groves at one point. In fact, there's still, there's a palm tree that was in the orange groves when Walt bought the property that is still on property to this day. And it's down in the jungle cruise. It is the tallest palm wow. tree in all of the park. And it's, it's such a cool little tidbit detail that you don't know about. So, I mean, like, that's something the world doesn't have. They have one of the original palm trees from the orange groves growing in L.A. County. Orange County. Orange County. How cool, huh? Tiny wow. details. Very different than a It's the tiny world. details, though, at everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. Now, since we're at Disneyland, or we're planning our Disneyland trip, the first thing you got to do is plan tickets. Because you got to get reservations which we all know is a hassle but 
if you can't make your reservations yet because you're planning for a further trip, it's still good to start with getting your tickets. And with Disneyland, there's quite a bit of tips for saving money, um, especially when it comes to buying tickets. Like one day tickets have variable prices. I think we go all the way up to a tier six. Uh, and that is like super expensive. Um, so like, like right now, Kevin is looking at a tier four, I think it is ticket for when we go to bat stay. The next day is like a hundred and something dollars cheaper for ticket price because of the tier of the, each day. It's all based on, um, who, um, what events are going on in the day, how busy the park's going to be, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Okay. So there's usually no discounts or deals for a one-day ticket. So your best way to save money on that is you're going to be buy a multi-day ticket, even if it's just a two-day, because it might be a little bit cheaper, or group it in a package for one. But... Did you know that there's no price difference in upgrading a one-day park hopper ticket to a five-day park hopper ticket? There's no price Wait, difference if you're going to upgrade a one-day park hopper versus a five-day park hopper. Upgrade it to the five-day. There's no price difference to upgrade. Wow. That's like getting four days of park hopper silly to not do that. for no extra charge. So why yeah. don't you do it? Why not have more fun and save money at the same time? So you might there want to think go. about hop park hopping, especially if the park gets busy on one side. I mean, we've been in Disneyland in the middle of summer and it's been full capacity and we didn't have park hoppers because it was back before um, we No, we had passes. Maybe we just decided not to pop. But it was like super, super busy. So we just went to the beach instead. Because why not? Sorry, I'm staring at a map of Oh, okay. Disney trying Park. to understand it. <laughs> because are, <laughs> are you being Joey from Friends and could put yourself in the map like I do? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm like, I don't You're trying to process I'm the like, places. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, one of the big things that's like, I mean, there are a lot of big differences, but one of the things that like my brain can't like wrap mm -hmm. its brain around is that your it's a small world. It has like oh, an outdoor like, queue. I'm looking at it and I was like, well, no, there's like a yeah, river. Okay. So out it's an outdoor I'm, queue. I have we'll, no idea. We'll get to rides. Hold on. You're jumping ahead. You're so excited. Sorry, I'm just like You're blown so away. <laughs> I love it. It's okay. Sorry, keep going. But, so we've got we got tickets handled, right? So you know, one day's no different to upgrade to a five day. So save money and have fun. But now we've got we got to figure out where you're gonna stay, right? Now, Alexa, would would you want to stay on property? Obviously. Not ever being to land for yourself. Would you want to stay on property for your first trip or stay off property? Absolutely. <laughs> that doesn't yes. answer my question. I said, do you want to stay on property or <laughs> off property? Yes. I'll be there. Stay. Just find just, me yes. a shoe hole. I'll be just, I got it. I'll just go stay at the little man's uh, house at Indiana Jones. 
<laughs> realistically, I think for my first like trip, I would want to try and stay on property. I was lucky to experience two of the on property hotels last summer. Uh, over a two night period, <laughs> we stayed at Paradise and had some difficulties at our room, and we had to be moved to a different room. And the only thing was available was a Disneyland hotel, so they hopped us over there. Uh, so I got to experience two hotels in a weekend. <laughs> the only thing that could have happened was send me to the Grand, you know. So Ooh. if we're staying on property, there's going to only be three on property hotels for Disneyland. There's going to be the Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel, which is, <laughs> this is crazy. This is typically the hotel with the lowest price tag, but it's kind of like the farthest walk to the park. And I mean, we're just talking like a few minutes difference, but it's currently going under refurbishment and it is um, going to become Pixar. So Toy Story and you name it, Pixar. Now... It's not critical to stay on the Disneyland Resort property like it is at World, especially when it comes to like your individual lightning lane reservations, because there's no perks for hotel guests or Genie Plus here at Land, like at all. Yeah, oh. I, that's a downfall. Um, huh. There are benefits of staying at the Disneyland Resort hotels, um, um, such as like the convenience of where you're located. Cast members do extra sprinkling sometime of Disney magic if you're lucky. You got character dining choices that are like right there. Um, and then you get that extra magic hour if you're an on-property guest where you get to enter the park an hour earlier than regular park guests. So if you're a huge person on rope dropping, you're in the park before all of they are. So you're already having fun getting those rides nailed out before the heat of the day the crazy crowds of the day because that park starts getting busy quick and then let's see the disneyland hotel which is the original but it's been newly refurbished and it's right next to downtown disney like i kid you not you can walk out the gate from the pool area and you're looking at the downtown disney entrance like it there it's like a like a like a tiny wow. street in between but they're like right there they butt up right next to each other so and then right at the disneyland hotel you've got the monorail that you can get on at um, downtown disney back in the day that did have a different route though and it did used to go to the disneyland hotel at one point they like kind of shifted it oh so I it's like into downtown disney now and then it goes through like the grand and stuff as it's coming back but it used to go through the disneyland hotel at one point i didn't know that it so didn't me and anymore. kevin like <laughs> We were pulling out the maps. Like we were on Google doing research a couple months ago because we were both really like, we're not dumb. We both swear it went through the Disneyland hotel as a kid, but it doesn't anymore. It cuts back through, it comes through the grand and in, into downtown Disney. And so it's a tinier loop now than it used so to does be. It, so does it actually go through the hotel kind the way of, that like yeah. a monorail at it, Walt Disney it World goes It goes through, it goes through, through like a temporary? Like, like not like Ooh, inside okay. of the building, but like, oh, I don't, I haven't rode the, like through the, like just through like the you can kind of see, of I think it's up by the pool and stuff like that. I haven't been on the monorail in so long. The last time I went to the park, it was so packed with people trying to get on it. It's just not worth it. But. That's Nate's my favorite ride. My favorite ride is the tram. 
it was her it was her first Disney ride ever. So it's her favorite ride. Amazing. They're so funny. I love children. They're so with amazing. also being at the Disneyland yeah. Hotel, you've got Trader Sands Enchanted Tiki Bar on site. You've got um uh Terra Terroga I can't think of the word name right now. It's another restaurant that butts up right into the same of Trader Sam's. You get monorail themed water slides, which is so cool. I have pictures of those we will share with you guys. And then, of course, there's the character dining at Goofy's Kitchen, which is so fun. They've got peanut butter and jelly pizza. Peanut butter and jelly pizza. What? Right? Oh my god. Like, could you imagine adorable. just like a big pizza shaped peanut butter jelly? Like, what kid wouldn't be like, oh, I want peanut butter jelly Amazing. shaped like a pizza? Okay. Yeah, there's so many things. Now, we're going to hop across the street. Well, kind of down the street. What? Wait, what? wait, 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 wait. Really quickly, really quickly. So, in the in the contemporary Walt Disney World, we oh. have Chef Mickey's, and they, like all chef the characters hat. are That's dressed how in chef like Goofy's chef outfits. Goofy, yes! Goofy has like on oh, his like, platy looking pant, plants pants he's got a big old hat yes i just saw a video somebody was walking through yeah. downtown disney the other night uh one of my youtubers i watched and they happened to just like because they were at trader sam's for dinner and they happened to walk through the disneyland hotel around the pool and stuff like that and they could, looked in and you could see through the window chef goofy was out checking on all of his his guests to make sure that you know his cooking was up to par for him it's so adorable i love it so then over at the grand california hotel and spa you know, designed after Yosemite's Awahini Hotel. Yes, this is my proper voice for describing things. <laughs> this is actually going to be your most expensive hotel, okay? The Disneyland Hotel is like middle range, depending on your room and time of year. It can sometimes be cheaper than the other two. It just really depends on if there's deals, what's available, when you're going, that kind of thing. But the Grand is the top. It's your five star. It's your... Mm, creme de la creme mm -hmm. it's your most expensive and the nicest I mean you got the fluffy robes in your room you name it um, enjoy chilling in the lobby and I kid you not this lobby it is phenomenal it's huge it's big it's just you get the like I'm at a cabiny woodsy but like California redwood vibe um, there's a huge gigantic fireplace um, and there's two character dining locations actually on site for here. So first you're going to get Mickey's breakfast, lunch, breakfast and brunch, which is characters. Dinner is not a character dinner. Um, and it's going to be your buffet restaurant and it's called Storytellers Cafe. And it is fun and good food. The Mickey waffles, the French toast, they have beignets for breakfast. Yes, you heard me. Beignets for breakfast. And they are on the buffet menu. So Amazing. all the beignets you can eat. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that right? would be the only thing that and, I would be eating. And for my adult friends, uh, they have mimosas. So beignets and mimosas, done. Ugh. I will never be at the park. Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe later in the day after I've gone and laid by the pool. But And then the next one is actually going to be a all princess breakfast and it's called the princess breakfast adventures and it's at the napa rose now this breakfast is very expensive like 150 dollars per person and i think 150 is like wow. putting it nicely um 
It is a very expensive breakfast, but their ear ear are perks for it. You get to have your oh, it's $125 starting per person. I was wrong. Still, it's kind of it's a pretty pill, but like if it's just is that everyone. for kids too? Yeah, oh, let's wow. see. It says okay. valid a credit card accepted time booking. You can cancel. And if you're a no-show, it's $25 per person for a no-show can on your reservation. So, but this one's 100 starts 125. You get the feast upon the fantasy fair. You get starters. It's a three-course meal. Three-course breakfast and enchanting counters with your favorite Disney princesses. Um they don't have like a specific list of what princesses do come out, but they do have, um, I've seen Belle, I've seen Mulan, I have seen Pocahontas in the past. Um, there's just really a large variety of princesses that you could see there if you have a little girl or boy um, that just wants to meet their favorite Disney princess. I mean, who wouldn't want to have breakfast with their favorite princess? And then um, what's really cool is they actually, you get to have like a one-on-one um, -on -one with the princess with, um, let's see, upon arrival, Disney princesses are waiting to greet you and sharing your hopes and dreams prior to taking a photo out on the beautiful private patio. Now, when you go out there, there's nobody with you. It's just you guys, your family and that princess. So it's a very intimate time of having fun and getting to do that now this park actually has its own entrance into california adventure and it's the shortest walk to any of the parks uh because it's right there in the heart of downtown disney you can get rooms that view downtown disney or parks and whatnot so it's really exciting to go in there and experience even if you don't get stay on property you can walk through any of these hotels just to take in the sites, go through the gift shops, because their gift shops have things that might not be in parks yet too. So here's another, here's a question, because this is something that has been asked about World okay. and the World Resort. So I'm wondering if it's similar or different. If I am staying at one of the resorts on property, can I use the facilities at another one? Like, can I go to the so pool like, at right, a different- Like right um, now, Paradise is set up that way. To be able to go to like the Disneyland hotel because it's obviously the closest one for like the pool and stuff when the pool was being refurbed there they, and then like I know they do the fitnesses between um the three hotels and stuff like that like you can go to the grand and do a fitness out on the pool like the paddleboard stuff um what is the word I'm thinking of uh, but I can't think of what it's called. But yeah, they have, I'm not for sure if all of the hotels offer that. I know that Paradise did for a while. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I had it. I don't know where it went. I had it written down somewhere. Let's see. Now... Oh, that's part of, I had a part to put in on our monorail because of it, you know, going through downtown Disney and all that. And it's right there with the on-property hotels. Um, two things for the monorail. One, you can only mm -hmm. ride the monorail if you have a park reservation for that day. 
you cannot board the monorail unless you have a park reservation because there's only two exits or two stops on our monorail. One is in downtown Disney where you can board it and exit it. And the other one is in Tomorrowland in the Disneyland park. So you, they can't like let random people on the monorail if they don't have a park reservation because they could just have random people coming into the park. Yeah. Into the park. How interesting. Now, okay. You don't need to worry about park transportation here because of, you know, being right there and you're within walking distance from all of the hotels. Um, but, sorry, one second. I. You're good. I'm, I moved from um, just staring at a Disneyland map to like Disneyland Resort. And I'm just looking at where these like resorts are. The Grand Californian, Paradise Pier, the Disneyland Hotel. They're like, so close. Wow. Oh my God. They're like literally, they're like on top of each other. You could throw a rock from any Honestly, of them. Honestly, you and could. Hit you might hit one. a pedestrian walking or driving, but. But well, honestly, you could. So, no like, the like, um, the pathway from Paradise to Grand That's is you go to the corner of the street where the Paradise, um, like, a, a street is to turn in to go to park in the park parking lot of Paradise. And right across the street is the Grand California. Like, you just walk across the street like a normal, like a normal four-lane road. That's, and you're at the Grand. Further up from Paradise, walking up Wild. that same road instead of crossing over is the Disneyland Hotel. And then, like, and then for, Wild. like, that cross street, you actually walk. The, so the Disneyland Hotel is further on to the, like, the left, like, where Paradise is, if you're looking down the one road. Um, when you come out of the Disneyland Hotel and stuff, because their parking lot is in a different location, you the road that you walk over um, to cross over to the Grand is actually, like, an overpass in downtown Disney that you're just walking over the road. So like the Lego store is right there. So if you're under that overpass driving to like Paradise Pier or the Grand California and you look backwards, you're looking towards going that way, you can see the big Maleficent dragon on our Lego lands or Lego store in downtown Disney. Oh my God. We also have nope. Do we have Maleficent? So yeah, it's anyway, carry on. That's I I still think I am mind blown yeah, by it's, Disneyland. It's so crazy how how close things are, but then it's like, oh, that's still such a far walk. But then I'm like, I don't want to walk the way they walk at World. <laughs> but so with the monorail, like I said, you can only board it if you have a ticket. And then if you want to ride the monorail and you're actually out here during the summertime, catch a morning ride or a late, late evening ride, which is not very... Mm, I mean, it's not very often that they're open that way, especially during the summers, because our monorail shuts down once the temperatures reach 80s, 90s, because we don't have AC in them. So there's no window rolling oh. down. There's no AC vents. There's no nothing. So our monorails get super hot. So they shut them down and just park them Yikes. at the depot, which I'm really interested where the depot is, because I've never actually seen it when I rode the monorail, because like the monorail is just a big track. How interesting. Now I'm going to have to Google, where do they put the monorails? I mean, like the train, I could see the train kind of <laughs> gets parked like somewhere that, you know, like a train has an actual track that would detour them off. But like the monorail, those are big concrete. You know what I mean? How do you monorail that off onto uh -huh. another track? We're just going to ship lanes. How do you, you know monorail? what I mean? Okay. So 
Yeah, they're concrete. They're like, big. Th this, yeah. This is going to be a wild ride, y'all. Now we're going to stay offsite. Staying offsite has lots of reasons that you might want to stay offsite for. One is going to be budget. Everybody likes to save money. Totally, totally get it. And here's my thing when it comes to a hotel. If you're going to Disneyland, depends on your time period. If you're there for more than like a week, like you're there for like seven days and you're only do you're doing a couple days at the park and a couple days at the pool and that kind of stuff, stay on site if you're doing that. It's worth it because you're gonna have, you know, chill days, wake up, leisure. You could do downtown Disney like you would at like uh, Disney Springs, that kind of stuff. But if you're only there for a few days, save your money and stay off site. They're gonna be more budget friendly and there are a number of hotels that are right up against the entrance to both parks on the other side where the ho on property hotels are. So you got the on site properties that are on like your left of the parks or the right of your parks, depending on which way you're coming from. And then on the other side on Harbor Boulevard is like street lined with hotels. And there are so many that are within walking distance of the parks that you're, or they have their own shuttles, bus routes, that kind of thing. It's worth, I'm gonna put this out there too, it's worth staying off site and walking because most of those walks are anywhere between just a 10 to 20 minute walk. And if you actually drive to the park, you're actually gonna pay for parking at the park. On top of the parking, you've already had to pay at your hotel if you didn't get an Uber there or whatever. Um, and then that 20 minute walk you could have done just to your hotel is gonna be the time you're waiting in line to get on the tram, get off the tram, walk all the way up the escalator, stairs, whatever, elevator, whatever you need to do, find your car in the parking lot, and then try to get out of it. By then you're an hour, hour and a half, maybe, depending on traffic, trying to get out of there, you know? So stay off site, save your money. Plus it's a great choice for bigger families. Why, why pay an arm and a leg if you're gonna stay on property? If you've got a family of six, you know, two moms, mom and dad, four kids, even three kids, two kids, and you just want more space to spread out, you stay offsite, you're gonna have the opportunity to find a suite for like half the price of staying on property for two days, just depending on your availability of your dates you choose. Plus, you wanna know my favorite part, Alexa? Yes, Food. I always do. They offer breakfast buffets. No, oh, God. I should have guessed that. I should have guessed but that. But, like, come on. Offering a free breakfast buffet, complimentary, that's huge on a trip, especially if you want to grab some snacks to, like, as you're walking out the hotel to the park. You're going to save. No, listen, I am totally here yeah. for it. I get it. I'm, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down with the food. And it's such a smart it way is, to save It is, and it's a simple... Money. A simple like really thing, especially like I said, if you're walking to the park, grab a grab an orange to throw in your bag for later. Grab an apple for the kid. Yeah, and I mean, and so at we go, obviously, if all of our listeners have not realized this, I have not been to Disneyland. I've been to Disney World, and one of the big things that we do to try and save money is we'll have like a grocery okay. delivery, and we'll keep like a box of cereal and yeah. like fruit and stuff. But if you can stay in a hotel that you still have really close, like, walking distance to the parks and you get breakfast, like, yeah, come on now. I love it. Let's see. That's, yeah. And I mean, that's definitely, especially oh, for yeah. families, 
I mean, we have we have two kids. The plan is to go for three, maybe four. And realistically, food prices at Disney, while not exorbitant, it's still a lot for oh, a yeah. family of five. Well, and seeing that's us. So that's us. We're a family of six when we take my mother in law and my niece, which we do every trip. So it you know, if you can account for saving a few bucks, I mean, any kind of breakfast item at Disney or even going to like Starbucks for a breakfast sandwich, those five, six bucks a pop, those add up every six people that's yep. 30 dollars in just one sandwich it's not even your other food to fill in snacks drinks anything like that you know yeah i am um, yeah okay so I we've agree. gotten hotels handled now we got to figure out how to get from the airport right especially because a lot of people fly if you haven't drove so disneyland resort actually has a cool transportation thing that is fairly easy if you know what you're looking for now our advice here is going to be okay. utilize a travel agent because they're going to be able to help you find these details out, right? There's going to be six large airports in the area that are realistic options that within an hour and a half drive to Disneyland itself. Six airports. That's a lot of airports in the area. Okay. Now, you can either yeah. get to the parks via a rental car, right? Shuttle from your, your um, hotel. You could take the city train, which is, you know, easy, convert, you know, doable. You can do a car service. But I like to recommend Lansky Enterprises and Anaheim Town Car for transportation from the airport, especially if you have little ones, because they are the two companies that offer car seats. So you don't have to worry about traveling with a car seat. And then there's Carmel as well. They're pretty good as um transportation um from the airport to your hotel or even to the parks if you really wanted to um now hotel parking for on property results resorts has a fee and i forgot to touch base on that because we're kind of going to touch base on parking in general for the parks and whatnot hotel property have an additional fee for parking um, they offer self-parking for registered guests. Valet is available at the Grand and the Disneyland. Um, you're just going to follow simplest signs to, you know, your destination once you've gotten to your hotel. If you're driving yourself, um, guest parking is not permitted at parking locations designated for the theme parks or downtown Disney. So if like you're staying at the hotel, you can't park at those places. Um, now, this is the kicker. And I hate this part. If you're a guest of an on-property resort, for self-parking, you're going to pay $35 plus tax a night per vehicle. Valet is $65 a night plus tax per vehicle. And then, like, if you have an oversized vehicle, like a motorhome or, like, a bigger truck or something that you just can't park in, like, a standard car, that's $40 a night plus tax. So my other okay. advice is if you're staying on site, just leave your car parked and walk to the park. Yeah, you're that close. We know that. Now, if you do have to drive, it, and it depends on where you're coming from, you might need to park at one of the Disneyland parking structures or parking lots, right? Did you know that there's three different parking lots, mm -hmm. technically, for Disneyland? Two of them are a structure, okay. and one is like an actual parking lot. No shade, no nothing. 
So we've got Mickey and wow. Friends, which okay. you've heard us talk about Mickey and Friends a lot. Pixar Pals, which yes. is like right up against it. It butts up. They they touch. And then the Toy Story parking lot, which is also kind of like the Simba parking lot. Um, <laughs> it, it Toy Story parking lot is the Simba parking lot because they they kind of changed it around a little bit. It just depends on the theming. Um, and then those are the same parking prices as is in the park. So you got $30 a day for a car motorcycle, 35 for an oversize, which is your motorhome or tractor. So you could, you can have a motorhome or a tractor at Disneyland and pay cheaper than you would to park at the resort. That's insane. Wow. And then, and then yeah. a bus or a trailer with an extended, uh, a bus or tractor, sorry, with an extended trailer, like on the, you know, the trailer. So like the $40 bus is like, um, what are those, uh, you know, like the big tour buses. I'm like, there's a word for them. Oh yeah. What they're called. Now, obviously if you're at the park, you can pay for preferred parking to get yourself closer to a parking spot. Um, and that's going to cost you 50 bucks a per car or $20 per vehicle. Okay. If you're upgrading a pre-purchase parking, cause at Disneyland, you can prepay your parking. Did you know that? So like, yeah. So wow, like you could go into your, um, app and whatnot after you already have your reservations for your trip and pay for parking before you even go. So it's saving money in the long run too. Yeah. That's good. Money saving. We like saving money. Buying is always our favorite. Now, what's another really big difference from Disneyland to World is going to be our Genie Plus. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? <laughs> Tuck. I was going to say, yeah. And then I was like, wait, I actually don't know anything about Disneyland's Genie Plus. So, so I can't I'll be honest. I I've never used it. I I have a DAS pass that I utilize. Um, so I, I've never used the Genie Plus. Um, it is on the plan to use at some point. And if you don't know what the Genie Plus is, it is the modern version of Fast Passes. You just pay for it now. So it's not saving money or getting yep. on rides faster. Well, I mean, like you get on ride faster, but not like you would with Fast Passes. Those were awesome back in the day. I wish we had fast passes. I wish World had fast passes. I mean, prior, prior to, oh my gosh, prior right? to COVID, they were so amazing. And then, like, you got to keep them sometimes, so you would have those like little keepsakes. They were awesome. Okay, so, so no more fast now passes, you your fast but. Pass. Genie Plus with the lightning lane yes. is and individual lightning lanes work um, if you have to buy those. But so Disneyland guests may enter a theme park each day before making any selections or purchases. Did you know that we can enter the park Wait, again? before buying Genie Plus or making purchases? So like if you're in the park in the middle of the day and you go, nah, I want to add it. I'm going to add it right now. You can. It's not a you have to do it before. Okay. So if that makes all of you that like like to plan 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 don't worry you'll still have plenty of options when you arrive and figure things out especially you know if li rides lines are getting long and whatnot right um okay let's see 
the best selection is going to be in the morning. So with Genie Plus, those that have not ever utilized it, it means that you are um, picking your rides for the day like a fast pass system. Do you want to explain how World is? Because I don't know how World's Genie Plus works. Well, it's relatively similar, I think. So our Genie Plus, you can purchase starting at midnight um, the day of your um, your trip. You used to be able to attach it prior and purchase it with tickets, but June, early June of last year, that changed. So now you have to buy it each day individually. So if I'm going on April 26th, for to Magic Kingdom, I can't buy Genie Plus until midnight on the 25th or 20th, like whatever, like that midnight is um, between the two days. And then I have it for that day. You can add it anytime throughout the day, but there have been some days only recently since Tron opened that Genie Plus did get sold out. <laughs> so you it's one of those things like do you stay up until midnight to book to like purchase it um or do you risk possibly not getting it when you wake up um there's also surge pricing i don't know if disneyland has surge pricing now um but disney world has surge pricing which means that depending on the day it used to be a flat 15 dollars per person per day but now depending on the day will depend on how much it costs. It could still be $15 per person per day, but um, early April, it was at a record high at like $35 per person per day. Um, so that's that's Genie Plus. And then you would book your first Genie Plus Lightning Lane. Um, you could book it at seven in the morning, whether you're on property or off property, and then you can't book your next one until two hours after park opening. Wow, that's awesome. So that's just a, that's just a basic, basic overview of the Genie Plus system. And we also have um, individual. Yeah, I, I know like Land well. has Rise of the Resistance and Mickey, Mickey's, um, uh, Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway. railway. I always want to say Railroad. Minnie's Runaway Railway. Because I mean, they're on a railroad, you know. Yeah. It's also a it's railway. I don't know why my brain always does that and, and tries to change the name of it. So. So. Uh, anyway, yeah. yeah. I, it's exciting to, you know, pinpoint out all these little tiny differences between the two different parks. Well, it's not. I mean, two different parks. Land is two parks versus World's four. So. Yes. But you'll have plenty of options if you arrive early in the day and start your ride picking first thing in the morning, especially at California Adventure, because I mean, California Adventure's got a lot of rides, but not a lot of rides. People really utilize those Genie Pluses first thing. So some are even more popular rides for just yeah. straight lightning lane. Now, we, like we said, World consists of four theme parks, two water parks, numerous hotels, transportation options. Disneyland just, or Disney World, sorry, sits on nearly 30,000 acres, while in comparison, Disney only has two parks that are literally, like, skipping rocks from each other um, across the way. And then they've got Downtown Disney, which is, like, Disney Springs. And then we've got three resorts, all within walking distance. 
And then the Disneyland property sits on only 500 acres. So you go from 30,000 to 500. <laughs> So yeah, fans are gonna find Disney very tiny in comparison to World. I mean, everybody talks about the castle size difference already, so it's just funny. But you got Disneyland, which is surrounded by all the streets of Anaheim, dude. There's no place to really expand horizontally, so the only place to go is up, and even that, you have to watch the airspace, you know. <laughs> You're gonna start by, um, building yes, rides on stilts. So, so that's like how that. it's gonna stay. It's gonna stay small. Granted, there's been talks about the um, like Blue Tomorrow projects, like World's got, of expanding and taking out like areas that are like behind Paradise Pier and taking over the Paradise Pier parking lot and making it like other lands out there. Yeah, there's some major talk to adding to Disneyland itself that you wouldn't normally. Yeah. I will send you the picture of that because it was a huge talk, like expanding on both sides of Disneyland's themselves into like parking lot areas that we already have as Disney property, like shopping centers, like Disney Springs has all those kinds of things. There's like so much that they were talking about doing. So now in, we talked about the on-site hotels and foods and restaurants. And obviously, if you need to go to the store or want to go to a non-Disney restaurant, there's going to be lots of choices outside of the park gates. But it's really cool because Disney's got the old school sweet vibes. It's got the history, the, your fairy tale, just the, the whole nostalgia element that you get when you you go there like the throwback nights we just had where everybody got to witness the the characters from the beginning of the parks and the fireworks show from the very first time those those little things that you can't get at world i mean it, it'd be weird to go hey i watch fantasy in the sky at disney world and be like what that was a disneyland fire show fireworks show why would you watch that was the first show at disneyland why'd you watch it at world that makes no sense you know what i mean yeah, that's definitely not something yeah, we have. It's, it's different, for sure. Now, DCA is fun. DCA is Disney's California Adventure, for those that don't know. And I, we, as travel agents, like to abbreviate things. So, like, Disneyland is called Land. World is World. Epcot. Animal Kingdom, AK. Hollywood Studios. Yeah, the studios. Disney's Hollywood whatever. Studios. Yeah. DCA is Disney's California Adventure. And of course, they've got rides and lands that are unique to that park that you might recognize a few of the rides from um, Disney World versions, but they are a little different, you know. So like highlights of this park are Radiator Springs Racers, the festivals that happen here, because this is where most of the festivals happen is there in Disney's California Adventure. It's not very often that something happens over in Disneyland. So you're going to have thrill seekers that want to go to DCA because that's where the adventurous rides are. Get the adventure name. And of course, your navigating adventure travel agents are here to help you navigate that traveling fun. Um, but you're going to have your thrill seekers be able to do Guardians, Mission Breakout, the Incredicoaster, the Grizzly River Run, where you're going to get soaked. Uh, Disney World fans will know Soren, but it dis Oh, okay, so here we go. At, with the Disneyland Eden ending for soaring over the world we end at disneyland just like soaring over california does okay 
And then sometimes the return of Soaring Over California comes back for the Food and Wine Fest, which it did this year, and it's no longer here. She went bye-bye till next time. And then you guys will recognize the Midway Mania from Toy Story and then the Little Mermaid's Ariel's Under the Sea Adventure. Um, yep, 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 yep. And but a difference, and I will I don't think anyone could drag me on this is the Pixar oh, pal around. I can't even. <laughs> I am terrified. I can't do of it. it. Especially so because there's for those of you who don't know the Pixar pal around things you can sit in. Yeah. Cars. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. So the Pixar Pal around is a Ferris wheel, which in and of itself is just terrifying. But if you're okay with Ferris wheels, this one is a little different because they're stationary cars, but then there are cars that are on tracks. So as the Ferris wheel actually makes makes its way in its circle, some of the cars will go on kind of like a mini roller coaster. Sway and, and like swing. Drop they're, down they're called the swinging sp- cars. Yeah. And then it'll come back out. Oh, terrifying. Yeah. I think Absolutely my kids are No, thank you. With Kevin. Like, our one of our first trips, he was like, yeah, we're going to ride it. And, like, every time I go... I'm like, should I ride the death wheel? Should I do it this trip? And everybody's like, yeah. And I'm like, That's nah, awesome. no thanks. I don't want to die today. <laughs> just kidding. So yeah, it's Pixar Pal around. Now, some you guys will notice that we have a couple lands that you don't. Like Critter Country, which yes. is where our Splash Mountain is. Yep. New Orleans Square, which is home to amazing yep. dining. And our Haunted Mansion. So we have, um, what do we have? Um, oh, you guys have, um, I can't remember. Uh, brain fart. Oh my God. Why am I forgetting See, I'm it? brain farting too. Okay. Come back to me. And then we have Mickey's have Toontown, which is where our Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway. Haha. <laughs> I did it right. Is actually located. And in there you've got, you know, Roger Rabbit. And everything else, which we're gonna get to those here in a minute. There you go. I knew it Liberty was something Square. Nola-esque. God. You know, but it's a different name. Yes. You know, but just different. Yeah. And I mean, you guys also have Grizzly Peak yeah. and DCA. Well, so DCA is yeah, like we don't have D- anything. Yeah, yeah. In DCA, we don't have our DCA is like same. a whole different world. It's you know we've got well that used to be called. Um, uh something flats crap i can't think of it and it's where our soren is uh, because it was so like california as themed you know the wilderness and all that they're slowly like changing from that which is really sad because that's you know what the grand californian is based after and that's honestly our favorite parts of the park is you get the like you're in the forest the trees that's what like our grizzly river run is just covered in trees and that's where the grizzly peak is as you go up grizzly peak on this ride and as you're going down through the tunnels of the water ride you're hearing the the grizzly roaring at you it's such a fun ride and don't ride it well don't ride it but ride it ride it at dark when it's dark outside and the ride is going because you go through those caves and you hear that howl it's even spookier it's so awesome yeah wow so this is definitely not you know a disneyland versus disney world competition but we know that 
there are some similar differences at Magic Kingdom rides that Disneyland has that are subtle differences, right? So like Disney World fans enjoy picking up on things that are different than the world, right? So like, for instance, it's a small world, right? Fabulous, it's got the iconic facade and there's Disney characters planted inside of our ride. Amongst, Whoa, yeah, so amongst the singing that. dolls, you've got random characters. So if you've been here, you can spot them. And I'll go over a couple of those in a second. But like you were just bringing up, we were looking at the map, right? Of our, it's a small world. Our queue yeah. is outside. Like straight up. You are outside in the sun or the shade if, you know, it's shady at the time. And you're standing in the queue outside. Now you were saying that you saw the little river outside, right? That's our ride, part of our ride. Yeah. You board your mm -hmm. boat outside on those little boats, and then you go into the right. Okay, have you ever seen the movie um, Tomorrowland? Okay, so no, I haven't seen the movie. In that movie, they do our. It's a small world ride, as a part of. It's like oh, it's, there's like a section of it that you are on that ride for that movie and stuff like that. So every time I go on that ride, I find that spot in the movie because in the movie there's a spot where like the boat ramp like you're you know you're on the track the the floor drops out in one spot and you go like down a shooting water ride type thing in the movie like so like no 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 oh, so okay. like, say, like in your, it's a small world <laughs> but no so like in in oh the God. movie that happens that's very so different so when you're in the ride you're like oh i'm in that spot i know where we're at it's right here and then you start looking around to see if there's things that you know could have really led to that it's fun dude i'm a I know. Wild. So, but yeah, so like land has characters. So we have Ariel and Flounder that you can spot in the sea scenes. You've got Mulan you can spot. The three caballeros make an appearance. Lilo and Stitch. Um, let's see who else. Nemo and Dory. Um, Jesse and to uh, Woody. And Buzz, uh, not Buzz, uh, Bullseye. Um, Bullseye. <laughs> let's see, I'm, I'm not going to give them all away. Um, do you remember Babe in the Big Blue Ox? Oh, Babe in the Big Blue Ox no. is there. Um, what? I have no idea what that so is. so much. Um, one sec. Yeah, there's just, there's a lot. So, obviously, California is the newest park that's been made out of, I would say, all of the parks you think about it. Yeah, because, I mean, DCA opened in, what, 2011 or something like that? So, yeah, it's the newest park out of everything. Holy Not wow. 2011. 2001? I want to say. Uh, Even still, I, think I was going to say, it's still in the 2000s. At, um, yeah. Disney World. Um, Sorry, trying to find my purse for my husband. I don't know where it went. Oops. Anyway, uh, so yeah. Crazy, though, that it's still the, one of the newest parks, and it still has that real new-y feeling. And that park is very character-focused. Buena Vista Street, you're, you're going to find all kinds of characters walking up and down it, singing, performing, you name it. Which is like our main street over there like as you walk you know you walk into disneyland or magic kingdom you've got main street and town square and all that right there that's what buena vista street is yeah but yeah. you also have main street at disneyland yeah. 
So, okay. Next part about planning your trip is you got to plan your op the operating hours of what the parks are going to be open, when the show parades are, entertainment, that kind of stuff. So, obviously, a late night at the park is fun because crowds really drop off after the fireworks leave, which makes things so much easier to get on some rides at the end of the night. Um, during peak seasons, theme parks are going to open at 8, so like summertime, you're going to be open at 8. Turnstiles are going to open 30 minutes early for those that like to rope drop. Disneyland stays open till midnight most of the time, unless there's like a special event going on or something happens. And DC actually closes at 10. Um, during less busy times of the year, like November, mid-January, things like that, they might close as early as 9 o'clock and sometimes even 8, depending on the night. Now, since we are talking park hours and nighttime, let's jump into nighttime events that are at Disneyland and DCA. We've we've talked about Fantasmic a little bit earlier with Murphy, right? Um, which is a really cool show that you can experience out over Rivers America. Um, we currently have the new Wondrous Journey uh, firework show over the castle for the 100 year celebration, which is phenomenal. If you guys would love to see that, let me know. We actually have a full video of the entire show from beginning to end up on YouTube that we can share the link to you guys for to see. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, from I when I went to that. my trip, I was able to actually get a really good firework spot at the front of the castle. I kid you not, we camped out for four hours, y'all. We were at the hub of the so, castle. Yeah. So we camped out for four, for four hours, hours and, and got a really good spot. We parked it. We had our everybody's strollers there and just had a really good time to show. We had the strollers there with everybody that was in our party. We had some blankets down. We even brought we even had people that were around us that brought board games. So we were playing board games with complete strangers while we all waited for the fireworks. It was a great time. I kid you not. I don't think I did a lot of rides that day, but just having that little bit of hanging out, meeting new people was amazing. So, Wondrous Journeys at Disneyland's great. Fantasmic at Disneyland is great. And those are typically um, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, just like the fireworks are, um, except for during like summertime. Those get really um, busy times and they have a lot of more like leniency from people of the city of Anaheim during the summertime to be doing fireworks every night because no kids are in school. So they just, they kind of have respect for everybody. So that's what we talk about with, they they allow with that type of thing. Now, during less busy not times of the year, you might get treated to a special projection show, especially if the um, wind has picked up and they can't do the fireworks. Now, here's a cool trick on that. If you're at Disneyland and it's kind of breezy, and you're kind of getting ready for the fireworks and stuff like that. And you're already planted in your spot. Now, watch above the castle about half an hour to so before the fireworks are supposed to go off. And they typically launch a white balloon up into the sky to tell them how windy it is and how bad you know, the wind speeds will be above the castle for the fireworks because if the balloon goes straight up and then gets up to a certain point and goes like way off some other way, they'll cancel the complete show. So when they do that, they actually have this special projection show called Mickey's Mix Magic without fireworks. And it is like a DJ party. They light up Main Street. 
the Splash Mountain or Rivers of America, wherever you may be, watching the fireworks and whatnot so that you can experience this awesome show. And it's so fun. The music gets loud. You get dancing. The kids all like lose their minds. Sometimes they'll let bubbles out. It, it's just a good time for the family if like everybody's bummed out that the fireworks are actually canceled, you know? Um, so it's a good way to distract yourself. Now at times you might want to budget an hour, like I said, to get a good spot to watch those, which like I said, it's worth it in the long run. Now, while at times either park or both can host a parade, Disneyland is usually the main parade park. Um, and the newest one right now is actually going to be the Magic Happens Parade, which was just brought back from only being around for like two weeks before the pandemic. So we have this new parade back and everybody's excited that they can witness it. Now at DCA at nighttime, they have one um, nighttime event show and it's called World of Color. If you're lucky, they while you're there, you'll actually be able to witness it twice depending on your time period that you go down to see it. So they typically show it at like 9, 9.15, and then again at 10, 10.15. Now, if you're there in the parks and you're trying to catch the last show of World of Color and the park is closing, you will not be kicked out. Just so you know. The last show of World of Color, they know everybody kind of like migrates to that section of the park. And if you don't, then you know the park is closing and you just kind of leave anyway. But Disneyland and California Adventure both are open for an entire hour after the park closes for shopping and whatnot on Buena Vista Street or uh, Main Street. Now, Alexa, are you ready to hear what rides World doesn't have? Yes. <laughs> Hit me with all the rides. I know I know one of them is the Mr. Toad ride because our Winnie the Pooh used to be that, but we don't have it anymore. Yes. Oh. That's we used to weird. have Mr. Toad's wild ride. I can't even imagine them co converting our Mr. Toad to the Winnie the Pooh. Because, like, we have both. Yeah, and know? I don't know. But they're in completely opposite Well, and that's parts. the thing. I have no idea, like, what yours Winnie the Pooh or Mr. Toad's wild ride looks like. So. That's so Anyway. And now, you know, Mr. Toad is going down for yeah. reverb, so. All right, so what rides do you have Okay, so. So for Disneyland, in our fantasy land, we have Alice in Wonderland which is like a little car ride you get to go in the Casey jr. Circus train, which are in train cars, like in Dumbo train cars. They are adorable. So like we've been in like a lion's cage one with the family. So we were all like a family of lions together. It was really cute. Um, and then our, it's a small world, which we talked about. It's longer than worlds like in length. Obviously, it's cuter because we get to have the more updates. And with that, do you know why we get more updates than you guys? It's because locals travel to the park more often. So they can just, it. we're, we're the, what is it? They say the Disneyland is like the, the locals theme park where like world is the like vacationers traveling destination. How interesting. So it's like the, so it's the local theme park. So we get to have those updates where you guys don't because... They can just close down our It's a Small World for like a shorter period and refurb a few dolls or whatever or the ride faster than having to shut down your entire thing because more people are traveling to world than they are land in that sense. And then, of course, the one everybody is like blown away with, Matterhorn. Yes. Dude, 
I was wondering if we were going to talk about Matterhorn at all. I love. Of course, we're going to talk about I love, Matterhorn. I love watching YouTube videos of people like the matter of like Matterhorn. That's probably one of my favorites oh. to watch. I love the Matterhorn. I will give you guys all a piece of advice. When you're coming to the end of the ride, make sure you are seated fully back in your seat. Because as you come down, I believe it is the, I want to say the left track to come back into the station. Um, there is like a bump in the track. And if you're not careful, I literally had a friend do this last year. They hit the bump and was, weren't pushed back in their seat fully. And they head butted the uh, bar in front of them and broke their nose. My God came home he thought it was just swollen and then a couple days later they were like dude this isn't getting better they went to the er and it had a hairline fracture in the top of his nose so Matterhorn. yes it's classic it's kind of jerky i'm warning you i you know don't break your nose but it's also called the chiropractor for a reason (laughs) everybody's like i need an adjustment i'm going to get fixed (laughs) now adventureland you guys don't have Indiana Jones. So, sorry. I'm eating Pringles. Um, <laughs> Pringles. See, foodie alert. alert. We are the foodies. Um, So, we have an Indiana Jones stunt show in Hollywood Studios, but we don't have, like, a ride. Yeah, see, ours is, like, the same kind of ride vehicle as Dinosaur for you oh. guys. Oh. Yeah, so it's like a Jeep kind of... You. Ugh. It's awesome. So you get into this like Humvee type Jeep and it's like four people across the front, four people across the back. I think it's four, maybe it's five. You get one person gets to drive and then you go on an adventure. And it's kind of cool because um, you go through the beginning tunnel and as you come up, you see this big statue like thing. And depending on like, what the facial feature is on her digitally is kind of like what scheme you're going to get as a scenario. Yeah. They're, oh, and because it just came back up from refurb, there are things that haven't moved inside the ride that move now that moved when I was a kid. Like we have a huge snake scene and it's like a big Cobra and he kind of like turns his head and looks at you. He didn't move for years and now he, he removes. He moves again. That sounds moved. That sounded weird. He removes. <laughs> now, Toontown, you guys don't have that. So there's that. But now we have Gadgets Go Coaster, yeah. which we've had Gadgets Go Coaster before. It used to be Chip and It's Gadgets Go Coaster. It used to be called Chip and Dale's Go Coaster or Gadget or something like that. And then Roger Rabbit's Cartoon Spin. One of my favorite rides in the entire park. I am a huge Roger Rabbit fan huge Roger Rabbit fan. Like, I love Jessica Rabbit. My hair is going back to Jessica Rabbit right this I was going to say, fall. none of the surprises me. Yeah, Jessica Rabbit has always been my my cartoon idol. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I look like her Your someday. My cartoon yeah. idol is Jessica Rabbit. My cartoon idol is Merida. <laughs> oh or Belle. God, I love you. We love our redheads. Okay, now... We're going to hop on over to my New Orleans square. We're going to talk pirates. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that that's where pirates was. And I was like, holy guacamole, because it's an hour adventure land. What the? I mean, so like, it's weird because like we, 
you can see the map. And if you've never been to Disneyland, go ahead and pull up a Disneyland map. As you come into Disneyland and you make it to the hub where you're like right in front of the castle, off to your left is two entrances. You've got Adventureland and Frontierland. Mm -hmm. Both of those kind of like come together down by Rivers of America. Mm -hmm. And then it's New Orleans mm -hmm. Square. So Pirates kind of like comes out at the end of Adventureland into New Orleans Square. Like it's like the meeting point in a sense. Just kind of like the way it comes around this one curve, which is where the, um, which I don't know why I don't have this on here. Uh, the Tarzan's Treehouse for Adventureland and stuff. It's no longer Tarzan's Treehouse. So it, it, back in the day when we were kids, it was the Swiss Family Robinson's Treehouse. That's what ours treehouse. is. Sorry. <laughs> and then it converted to Tarzan. And it was really cool. Like you could go up and they would have like things that were like the leopard had been here Ooh. and like everything. It was really, really involved. Like they had like a little Mrs. Potts up there, like in this movie scene mm -hmm. when they're out and playing music, all that. Like you got to bang on things like you were tan uh, Tantor and all like the whole nine. But now it's being redone to celebrate the Swiss Family Robinson family tree house type thing and it's kind of like an anniversary thing they're they're bringing it back to swiss oh. family that's so yeah it's gonna be uh, i'm gonna have to go to flipping disneyland you guys i'm i have so many trips already planned to disneyland i'm going may 7th i have may 30th on the agenda because that's the last day at splash Aww. mountain i'm so sad but yeah i have that planned okay back to new Orleans square ashley's going on tangents so same theme but the Disneyland version is better in, you know, every, a lot of people I've even heard from worlders that have experienced both. Ours is better because of the length. It's, you know, it's twice as long as your guys's. And what? I, I kid you not. Like I get on the ride and I'm like, okay, we're done. Oh crap. We still have to go through this whole scene. There, ours is so long. I feel like you're on the ride. I mean, we know that the rides aren't really long in general when you break it down, but like, that boat ride, I kid you not, I feel like I'm on it for like 20 minutes. Wow. Because you go, when you get on the ride, you get on, and then you go down through the Blue Bayou restaurant. Which you guys have that we don't see all have. Those... Okay, so see? <laughs> I don't even have that on my... I don't know why. See, I'm missing so many things. So this is what's good about having somebody here to keep me on scroll track. But yeah, so we've got the Blue Bayou that you get to like ride your boat by while everybody's eating a very tiny lit dinner brunch lunch whatever you want my favorite part to tell people is just go there for dessert because it's not worth the the money for the the full-on menu meals just go in for a cocktail and drink dessert because that's the only other place you can get a cocktail besides Oga's cantina did you know that there's only two locations in all of disneyland you can get wow Oga's cantina or the blue bayou restaurant while you're in the restaurant or club 33 if you're cool enough to have a membership <laughs> And if you are, can you please invite me? Because I turn 33 next month. Well, in actually like two weeks. And I'd love to go for my birthday. Just putting it out there. Good thoughts. Ashley's got good Sending thoughts. Sending the vibes into the world. But yeah. But yeah, so twice as long. There are so many like scenes in that ride that you're like, wait, what? Okay. Now we're staying in New Orleans. And we're getting spooky. Ooh, spooky time. We're gonna hop. Well, it's not really like a hop. It's kind of like a yandering stroll as we exit the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And we walk around the back of the mint julep bar where we can pick up our beignets. When that, and this is actually the restaurant that's being converted into Tiana's new restaurant. Yes. Where the 
mint julep is and stuff like that. And we're going to walk over to the haunted mansion. Now, it's obviously a different version than Worlds because of the way the mansion is shaped in general. Right? Because yes. ours looks like a full, like, old school planetation mansion type feel. Well, that's the thing because yours is New Orleans Square. So it has a distinctly different, um, what is it called? Um, yeah. Architectural style. And ours is Liberty Square. So it's like they're just different architecturally. I think I think the weird part for me for worlds though is like the big um like the big sunroom on the side. It's just I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's kind of different. I don't I don't feel like it really flows. Like like I get the general concept of it. I don't know. I, I mean everybody knows. I'm a huge land haunted mansion. Okay. Don't get me well, wrong. Well and yours also I, gets the um nightmare before Christmas layover, over, right? Race. Yeah, and we currently have the Hatbox Ghost. Well, we're getting it's coming to you, (sighs) which is crap. I'm sorry. I love, I love that we they want to like add him to Haunted Mansion and blah blah blah. But I'm sorry, that's just one of those things that should have stayed at land. That was like the original. Like, okay, so tangent, Hatbox Ghost. If you don't know about him, you're about to learn a little backstory, tiny tiny backstory. Because I'm not going full depth Hatbox. Hatbox Ghost was in the Haunted Mansion when the ride opened, okay? He stopped working one week in. So they took him out of the ride completely. They did not bring him back until 2015. Wow. So you're going from the the 60s, or 55, right? Right, 55? Yeah, 55 is when Disneyland opened. Um, But did... did, Was Haunted Mansion one of the rides that was open... And built. No, no, no. it It wasn't. No, it wasn't. In fact, Haunted Mansion opened after Walt. That's what I thought. And there was the whole. There's like the whole big debate with like the. Is it silly? Is it scary? His body's cryo free in it, and And it was supposed to be a walkthrough. So it was supposed to be like a museum of weirdness. And then they converted it into a ride, which, like, it's awesome. Okay. He made his debut in 1969. Okay. So, 69, and he was taken away one week later because he did not work. Didn't make the return until 2015. And I think he should stay as a land, but, like, he's, like, the, you know, like, like the original Tiki Room. That was Walt's thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's... You guys have tiki room, mm-hmm. but it's but it's not the tiki room. You know what I mean? Like our tiki room was supposed to be a restaurant. Oh, I didn't know that. Did you? It was supposed to be a full scale animatronic restaurant where the birds and everything sung above you while you. So kind of like um a rainforest cafe esque thing. In a okay. sense, yes. Yeah, so it wasn't even supposed to be just like a sit in. Everybody just watch a show. It was supposed to be a full on restaurant. It. But yeah, no, I'm I'm salty when it comes to Haunted Mansion and Hatbox because Hatbox is like my, I mean, I'm Ms. Hatbox, dude. My alter ego is Ms. Hatbox. <laughs> Everything outside of Wandering Witch is Ms. Hatbox. You find me either as Wandering Witch or Ms. Hatbox. Those are my two alter egos besides Ashley, which I don't even go by that. <laughs> wife or babe or mom. <laughs> well, I can just clarify. So. I do not call you wife, babe, or mom. No, you call me garlic. <laughs> I do. <laughs> We're garlics to each other. 
But yeah, so I love Hatbox Ghost. But yes, like you said, we get the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay, which we they completely shut down the Haunted Mansion for like three weeks or so and retheme everything. So you get Jack Skellington right as you're entering. You got Zero in the ride. You get, there's just, there's so So that is the one the thing that I fun. really want to see. Yeah, the overlay is so fun, which I have more on it a little bit down. And then obviously Tomorrowland, we've got Finding Nemo subs, which used to be the um, or the Lost, the oh, what is it? Thousands Under yeah, the Sea. Yeah, collegiate, it used to be that. So we used to have mermaids, like real people swimming through the water as mermaids while you were in your submarine going around as kids. Super fun. It was amazing. Like, like as a child, you're like, oh, there's a mermaid. It was such an awesome experience to be able to be like, oh my gosh, there's a mermaid like right there. She's she's nose to nose with me at my mirror, you know, that kind of thing. And then our Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Yours is so you guys have yeah, Space so Mountain. Yeah, so yours is smaller than ours. But ours is faster. It's a tight knit, a tinier tight knit roller coaster track. So we get up into a faster speeds that get really zipping around in that ride. I love it. Do you guys get the theme overs like we do? No. Or is it just Space it's Mountain? Just Space Mountain. Okay, so ours, like starting May 1st, will become Hyperspace Mountain. And it is straight Star Wars theme. Like you've got oh, Kylo Ren. So and, much fun. Uh, X-Wings flying through, you've got Death Star in spots. It's totally like, and as you're going, they like do the whole, like you're launching Wah! hyperspace. It's amazing. And then at Halloween, they do Ghost Galaxy. So it's like a big, you remember the old movie Ghost okay. Rider with Nicolas Cage when he's the fire guy on the motorcycle? It's like that whole kind of theming inside. So you're chasing this fiery ghost through the galaxy. Oh man, Halloween is so rad on that ride. Okay. Okay, we gotta hop to the Embarcadero and go over to California Adventure now because we're already done with Disneyland. There's not a whole lot. Like, there's a lot, but there's not. Now, Hollywood Land, which is like our, your Hollywood Studios, is Monsters Inc. So you get Mike and Soul. Is that Monsters Inc. And... Laugh, uh, laughing Floor? Yes. Okay. So you're helping them, you know, get Boo back to her door and. All that kind of stuff. The scream floor. Well, wait, so is it a ride? Yeah. Oh, no. So we have... Like, you get in a... We get in a little taxi cab, and you're trying to help find Boo because there's a 2319 in progress, and... Oh, my God. That's adorable. No, we it's have... so We have, cute. Um, like, the laugh floor, which is... Um, it's, like, it's a show. Oh, okay. So, like, the comedy yeah. stuff. Yeah. See, no. Ours is, like, a full ride. You get into, like, a little taxi oh cab... And you're driving around, you go through the sushi restaurant, and they're like, <laughs> Harry Hauser's. There was a. Yes, you get all of like that whole movie esque rock is a taxi ride. And then at the end, you come in, and they've got all of the like um, 2319 people there. And you've got number one at the end, and she's like, Mike was out. Yes. She's there. It's awesome, dude. That's funny. And then Cars Land. Oh. Everybody loves yeah. Cars Land. You get Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters, so you're in, like, little car things, and you're kind of, like, you're floating around on the ground. They're, like, little bumper boat-type things that you're just kind of, like, bumpering around on this, like, thing. And then you got Mater's Junkyard Jamboree, which is, like, 
your guys's alien swirling saucers, oh, okay. but they're little mater trucks with like little trailers that swing off the side of you. They're so okay. cute. They're, oh, they're like the little tractors in the movie. Yeah. You know, like when you go out to Mater and he's like scares the tractors and they fall backwards. They're little ones of those yes. that you're on. And then obviously Radiator Racers, which is similar to your guys' test yes. track. Which, but at Radiator Racers, it's totally different though when it's like you're racing in like Lightning McQueen and you got Mac and you know, oh, I love me some, some cars. Okay. Are you ready for a roller coaster of your life? Is this the Incredicoaster? Yes, it used to be California Screaming. And it is one of mine and Kevin's favorite rides. Okay. It used to be called California Screaming. Interesting. There was like no cool decoration or anything like that. It was just big red tubes like it kind of is. There was nothing inside like it is now where you've got uh, Mrs. Incredible stretched out chasing Jack-Jack and stuff like her. Uh, yeah, Jack-Jack. And stuff like that. None of that was there. It was just like you launched and Patrick Neil Harris was your countdown. Neil Patrick and Harris. he got you amped up. Yes. What did I Patrick say? Patrick Neil Harris. Whatever. He's a magician. I'm a magician. We're magicianing things. We got magic up in here. But yeah, so he was your countdown. And you just like, whoa, had so much fun doing that. And then Inside Out now has a ride down in Pixar Pier, which is the emotional whirlwind, which used to be the um like to go food container ride in bugs land when we had bugs land they just refurbished it to look like the emotional um what are those the emotional balls from inside you out mean the like the memories the core memories that's it the memories i was like what are those words <laughs> and then so disneyland has king arthur's carousel yep. but at disney california venture we actually have one down on pixar pier where it's jesse's critter carousel so they're all the the animals that you ride are like random character animals. They're adorable. So you could have a horse, you could have a seal, you could have a bunny. That's cute. I, I, I've never rode it, but it's fun. My, we rode it before it was Pixar theme. Right. And then we've talked about the Pixar pal around already. That was, you know, the death trap. Now, Paradise Gardens, which is like kind of like around the pier as you're heading back towards Ariel, you get the Golden Zephyr, which these look like big gold missiles that are like a big swing that swing around. There's nothing really spectacular about it. Jumping Jellyfish, which is like a little kid's um, up and down ride. It's meant for like under seven or eight. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's like a it's a, a ride not meant necessarily for like a tiny toddler, but like just, it's just like, you know, like when you go to Knott's Berry Farm or those one rides where you go way up and they drop you yes. really fast. It's kind of like those, but they're like little jellyfishes. So it's like gentle, you're floating, that Cute. kind of thing. And then they've got the silly symphony swings, which are like when you go to like the fair and you get in those swings and everybody's like swinging around in just a big giant swing circle. And that's what those okay. are. Now Goofy Sky School. Ugh, this ride is worse to me than the Matterhorn. <laughs> Why? Because there's no love to you whatsoever. It is very yank this way and yank that way and whoa, and my stomach's in my throat and it's very, very jerky and zippy and you're going to hurt afterwards. Oh. Okay. Yes, it's so jerky. Like, I will never ride it again. Once and done. And luckily, Kevin and I went and we rode it together 
when we went without the kids, so we never had to ride it with the kids. Because <laughs> we're like, you guys won't like it. We didn't like it. And we like these kinds of things. That's so fun. Now, Grizzly Peak, Grizzly River Run, which I kind of give you that little foresty feel, right? Now, I know in Grizzly Peak area, too, you guys don't have this where we do. Um, and I don't have it on my notes. But we actually have the... Um, where did I put it? I do have it in my notes somewhere. Uh, we have the... Um, oh... Redwood Creek Challenge. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I do not know what that is. So, so the Redwood Creek Challenge is a really cool area in Grizzly Peak. It's like um, an outdoor adventure park. Like, you know, like where you watch people on like YouTube and they go to those like uh, team building exercises and they have to walk tight ropes together, but they're like strapped into oh, I harnesses. That. I love ropes courses. We have one at the camp we, at. we have a ropes course. We have a ropes camp course at our park. And I kid you not, back when um, the movie Up came out, that was like the prime area. Like, and even down in there, there's still stuff that's to it. You can go into like a specialty cave, which I need to make a video on it. And you can get your, um, uh, your like spirit animal okay. to you. Like you put your hand on like the portal and it like senses you and it will come up and it will pop up with like an animal symbol. And then you go outside and there's like a list of what your animal symbol was and what that means for you. It's really cool featured be like, oh, I'm a salmon. I'm, I'm a strong swimmer. I'm strong willed, that kind of thing. And then they had an area where you could go down like at, like you go, to, you work at the camp, right? Yeah. Where they have like an area that used to be like a, um, like a sit around the campfire area and they would tell stories. They would tell like stories from up and have the characters come down there and whatnot. Oh. We've never had Kevin. Oh, we have Kevin. Well, you guys do. We, we do. don't. I want Kevin. We love Kevin. Now, Avengers Campus is our last spot on um, the DCA tour. And of course, we've got Web Slingers, which just opened last year ish, which is, you know, the Spider Man shooting webs at the spider bot ride which is so much fun and a very big arm workout okay now a tidbit for those that have been to land never been to land rode the ride or haven't rode the ride they teach you to do your your hands like you know the spider-man i love you symbol and you're shooting your webs and they tell you you got to shoot your arms way out over the like at the the window of your car i guess you don't Here's the trick. Rest your elbows on the lap bar and just barely move your hands up and down or like left, you know, out forward and backwards. It's a tinier area and your arms aren't going to die at the end of it, but you'll actually get a quicker motion going at a shorter distance. So you'll get a much higher score to be able to win everyone in your car. Wow. All right. Yeah. Some, some tidbit tricks. Um, Obviously, you guys have duplicate rides, and some are similar, but have different themes or worth checking out and whatnot. But if you're looking strictly for other rides and stuff like that, um, we'll put up a list for you guys somewhere and share it that way. Because um, you're going to fall in love with Disneyland. Everybody does. It's it's the original. It's the nostalgia. It's it's the home. It's the Like I said, it's the original Magic Kingdom, right? Yeah. 
Obviously, you're going to want to meet some characters. Everybody loves character dining, dining, meet and greets. Um, Fantasyland has a lot of areas where the characters... So Disneyland is not a specific... This is where we are doing uh, a character meet and greet. There, there are some that have like a list. Hey, this is where we're going to go. Um, but we have... We don't have like a generic list. Like, go here to see blah, blah, blah. So the town center hub is where you'll see like the Fab Five mostly. Um, and Chip and Dale come in through there too. And then Fantasyland, you'll get Peter Pan, Merida, Alice in Wonderland, those kinds of characters. Toontown, you'll get more Toontown. We got Pete up in Toontown now. Tomorrowland, you'll get like Buzz Lightyear, stuff like that. Galaxy's Edge, you'll get um, the Star Wars characters. And then DCA, you'll have a lot of the, the Pixar characters down on Pixar Pier and um, the general generic uh, Fab Five together. Uh, and they kind of just like free float around. You'll get Oswald. Oh, we don't have Oswald. Oswald's at DCA. Oswald. Um, something else that Disneyland and DCA does not have is you will not find a Genie Plus reservation for character meet. Oh, okay. That's a new one. Yeah. Character meet and greets are active in Times Square. Um, also, during the daytime only at Disneyland. They don't come out at night um, in Town Square. All right. We got to talk fooding really quick because food is huge. Food is always huge. Dining reservations open about 60 days in advance at 6 a.m. typically. Obviously, you're going to have popular choices. Nobody knows. You don't know if it's EST or CST? Oh. No. Because sometimes it could be PST, it could be EST, it could be CST. Nobody ever Great. knows. It just kind of, there's just kind of like this limbo land. So I start looking at like midnight to see if anything's open. You know, um, obviously you're going to have dining packages for shows that are going to be like Blue Bayou and Carthy Circle and Lamplight. But another favorite place is going to be Oga's Cantina. Obviously, if you can't get a reservation, try joining the walk-up list you can do that in your app if you are physically close enough to one of these restaurants uh blue bayou like we said is inside of pirates and you can watch the boats go by um with like that romantic that lighting, is so fun i wish we is, had that it's just, i love it i love to be able to come through and just kind of hear the like clinking of plates and just people's casual tiny conversation because it's one of those restaurants where everybody's still quiet because they want to enjoy the intimacy. It's so relaxing. Obviously, we talked about character dining at the Disneyland Hotel and then the two options at the Grand Californian. And then inside Disneyland Park is actually going to be the Plaza Inn. That is going to be for a character breakfast as well you can do. Obviously, lots of quick serves. Uh, mobile ordering is huge in Disneyland. I will be honest, I will mobile order something the second that menu opens. So like Jolly Holiday um, is one of my favorite places to get uh, a specialty sandwich from, but that menu doesn't open until like 10.30 for later in the day. It's like a lunch dinner menu. So as soon as that menu opens, I'm mobile ordering my food for the rest of the day. So it's pre-ordered. I don't have to worry about it. It's just like, okay, at four o'clock, I'm gonna go pick up my sandwich. At at five, I'm going to go over here and pick up a slice of pizza or you, whatever, you know? Um, did you guys know you can bring food into the park? I mean, a lot of people know that to a point, but they don't know how far of food you can bring. You can bring a full scale menu in. 
like of lunch and have fun with it that way. Um, plus, if you bring lunch in, lunch is going to be the busiest part of the day to go and try to get in line to buy food. Nobody that who wants that kind of headache? I don't. Do you? Mm -mm. No. So bring in a lunch with you, even if you're not eating it until three thirty, four o'clock. Like if you got in the park late, save it for an early dinner or whatnot. Save that. Plus, it's going to give you those good carbs to keep you moving through the park. Now, one of my favorite spots I want to talk about is going to be the picnic areas on Tom Sawyer Island because they're shaded. It's a quiet area and you can go and explore some um, caves while you're out there and there's tables. So you take your picnic lunch out there, enjoy the quietness, a break from all of the craziness of the park itself and enjoy just, you know, some solid, solitary of, you know, away from the hustle and bustle. Also, we got water bottle refill stations. I don't know if you guys have a lot of those yet, but they're popping up more and more at land. Where you can, like, say you bring in, like, a big Yeti water bottle from home with you. You can go to these water bottle refill stations and just fill up your water bottle for free. So you don't have to constantly keep buying a $5 water bottle that's only 16 ounces. Yeah. And need four of we them. We have them at the school where I work, but um, I don't... I'm trying to think of, so last time I was there was July and I'm trying to remember, but we we were um, staying at one of the two bedroom suites in Kidani at Animal Kingdom. Okay. And we just, we had a full fridge and freezer and we just filled water bottles oh, up. Like, See, that's how we do it. And just brought them with us. See, that's how we do it. We buy, we when we get to the hotel, we go buy a case of water and then put it in the fridge so they're freezing and then throw them in like a portable ice chest to take with us so then we're not buying water in the park. Because it's $4 for a 42-pack of water versus $5 per bottle in the park. Yeah. So, few favorite snacks at Disneyland are going to be the baked potato at Troubadour Tavern by Toontown. Uh, the cheddar garlic bagel twist at Maurice's Treats, which is down in the Fantasy Royal Theater next to the castle. Um, cold brew black calf at Docking Bay 7, which is Galaxy's Edge. And then we're going to hop on over, and we're not hitting everything, you guys. Oh, wait, before we hop, we are going to hit bagel barbecue because that's they've that whole menu is phenomenal. And then, like I said, my favorite sandwich is the Birria grilled cheese at Jolly Holiday. The consomme for that is phenomenal. It just get it enjoy it love it specialty churros between both parks and downtown disney are a common favorite we got lobster nachos at lamplight which if you've not seen those holy banana uh the morning breakfast menu there's chili killies there which are phenomenal phenomenal i can't even say it they're so good now I want to jump into events really quick because we've got, you know, we've got Oogie Boogie Bash that's been announced. You get um, the Food and Wine Festival we just did, right? And then we've got um, our first ever Pride Nights, which is a new event being held at Disneyland. And then in 2021, Disneyland actually launched its very first ever Christmas party. Did they bring it back? No. So we're hoping that they do because... Why does World only get the Christmas parties? We like Christmas too. Now, California weather is completely different than Florida weather. So you're going to want to plan. Look at the weather app. Plan for a drier climate than World. We do not have nearly as much humidity as World does. Okay, California is a dry 
and warm. It's hot beginning June. I'm not even going to tell you July because beginning June, it's hot. We're already, we're getting ready to go into May and we're already hitting 90s here. So we're hot. It's disgusting. We're, no. And it rarely rains during the summer months. They're cloudy and they've earned the nicknames of May Gray and June Gloom because it's just what. Um, also, most of the winter months and spring months, you're going to expect daytime temperatures to reach like the higher 60s and lower 70s just because there's occasional hot days. November through April will have rain and stuff like that, mostly sunshine and then some rainy days. But no matter when you visit, make sure you bring at least a sweater because a, a cool breeze could pick up. Um, you might want to warm up, bring sunglasses, your hat, sunscreen. If you're riding or planning to ride Splash Mountain before they close, bring a pair of flip-flops for that ride because nobody wants soggy socks. That's just bleh. soggy socks walking around for the rest of the day. No, thank you. Um, yeah, there's just, there's so many different little things. Did you guys know, like, Alexa, did you know that the Haunted Mansion stretching room actually stretches for a reason? And it's the, an elevator that takes you down under the railroad track at our park um, to then move you to a warehouse that is not actually inside of the park. It's a pretty nifty thing. Um, and then our actual Haunted Mansion's a little bit slower. These are some random thoughts, you guys. Squirrel brain. Our Haunted Mansion is a shorter ride than the one at World. And it's actually kicks off with the long hallways and the floating candelabra. But both are still home to 999 Happy Haunts. And, but, I mean, there's always going to be room for a thousand, right? We have any volunteers out there? Let us know. Um, and then another real quick thing is some of the similar Magic Kingdom rides that we have actually have different seating at Disneyland. So, like, Disneyland's Space Mountain is different than your guys's. You guys file single file where we do two people in a row. So it's two people, two people, two people, so that we can get double the uh, vehicle capacity and get more people through our ride faster. Um, there's a long list of rides that are not at World um, that are only at land. Like we said, um, we'll share that ride with you guys and go from there. But we just, yeah, this whole trip is amazing to be able to just say, hey, look, I went to Disneyland. So we loved being able to help you guys navigate your trip to Disneyland if you've never been or you're planning to go and you're from World. We're so excited to have been here to help you along that route. Um, yeah, it's such a good, fun trip. So... Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode um, and all of this details. And we hope that this is a Disney Worlders fan guide to Disneyland and that we can help you guys, you know, be able to plan that trip a little bit more easier and be able to navigate it better, you know? So thanks again for listening, you guys. And we hope that you have a wonderful week and we can't wait to see you next time. 
Hey guys, we just want to say thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Wandering Adventures. We loved bringing you guys the tips and tricks you need to know about visiting land for the first time. And we can't wait to bring you the tips and tricks you'll need to know if you're visiting world for the next time. So sneak peek to next week's episode and we can't wait to bring you those tricks and tips.